Welcome to the FaceTime with God podcast. I'm your host, Kay Farrar, and yes, you have tuned in to the right place because we're bringing Christ to the culture and the culture to Christ. Because the gospel's not for old times, it's for all times. So we've got relevant topics, real people, and we're starting right now. Hey everybody, it's Kay Farrar. I wanted to introduce our podcast topic for tonight because we are at part three of our series on overcoming substance abuse. We wanted to give a good amount of attention to it because it is a serious issue in our community and just across the nation as a whole. So we wanted to bring an expert who not only has overcome substance abuse himself, but for the past 30 years, he has been helping men and has helped over a thousand men on their journey towards overcoming substance abuse. So let's check this out. Welcome to FaceTime with God podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we have live and in person, Reverend Ray Smith. So give it up for Reverend Smith, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the set. Thank and, you. um, you know, we are here tonight talking about a real <laughs> important topic. Um, something that maybe, you know, people don't talk about as much as they should, which is overcoming substance abuse. So with this kind of topic, we just thought it was fitting to have an expert <laughs> in the house who could tell us from real experience of how to help people overcome it. All right. So welcome again, Reverend Smith. Uh, why don't you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself by way of introduction, um, maybe, you know, your expertise in this field, what you have been doing uh, in this in this vineyard, <laughs> if you will. I'm Reverend Ray N. Smith, Sr., and I'm the CEO of Brothers Keepers Ministries Incorporated. All right. So, Reverend Smith, tell us this. Brothers Keepers Ministry, what is it? What is the purpose of it? How does it operate? Just in a kind of a nutshell. Brothers Keepers Ministries teaches men how to live a successful life. And we do it through the word of God. We are a Christ-centered ministry. And that's what we base everything on, the word of God. All right. So it is a residential, would you say 90, residential rehab? 90-day residential program. Okay. And how do men find out about you? Do Are, are they referred from social services, churches? What's your intake like? Referred from churches and people. Okay. We've always been that way. We, we did no advertising at all. Wow. Just do word of mouth. All right. And with that, you have been in operation how many years? 33 years. 33 years yeah. operating. All right. Changing men's lives. Yeah. How many men have come through the program in 33 years? Probably 1,500 to 2,000. 1,500 to 2,000 men served. Hey, everybody, it's Kay Farrar. And as we go down this pathway of tackling this 
tough topic. You all know we believe in dealing with real people and real issues. And um, so I wanted to do some research to find out the full magnitude of what we're talking about. So I pulled up some information from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Do you know that currently there are over 40 million people dealing with substance abuse? And you guys also know one of the things that we value here is truth. One of the worst things in the world is to lie to yourself. And I, I found some information on several different sources of lies that people dealing with substance abuse tell themselves. Here are my top out of all the ones I reviewed. Lie number one, I can stop anytime I want to. You know, I pretty much almost like this one because I want to take you up on that challenge. Good, then stop. Lie number two. I'm not as bad as, and fill in the blank, you know, and you might be thinking of Ned the wino or, you know, the guy that's living under the bridge or somebody whose situation is way past yours. But the thing is, if you have a problem, we don't want to compare your problem to somebody else that has a problem that's worse. If you have a problem, you have a problem. I'm not hurting anyone. Well, last time I checked, you are someone. You are hurting yourself first and foremost. You're taking a chemical substance. You're taking beyond uh, the prescribed, you know, or helpful amount of even if it's a prescription drug. Whatever it is, you're doing things to your body that are not natural and you are hurting yourself. But number two, whether it's, you know, a sibling that looks up to you, your nephew, your, your, your children, your spouse, your family as a whole, your community, do you know you wouldn't even be doing what you're doing if someone didn't introduce you to it or you didn't observe them and see them and watch them doing it, right? So what about somebody that's observing you, a teenager who looks up to you, a coworker who may be going through some issues and they see you taking this escape route and then they begin to do what they see you doing. And I hope you're not actively recruiting people and going out and introducing it to other people, no matter how you look at it, you are hurting someone. Life is not fun without drugs or alcohol. You know, um, I suppose you just took the bait of the drug dealer who's getting rich off of your demise. And they sell, oh, this is fun. You know, I mentioned in, in uh, the last conversation, people tell themselves, I'm getting something. I'm getting high. That's the worst lie that was ever told. What you are getting is low. You are lowering your mental capacity. You are covering up issues that you might be dealing with, which goes right into the next lie. I need this in order to deal with the situations that I'm faced with in my life. I need this to cope. No, because guess what? 
you can't be high 24 seven. You might get to the point where you try, which is really way down the road. But at some point in time, you're going to come to yourself. And if you haven't dealt with these issues, you're going to come to yourself and you're going to be surrounded by them. And then you're going to see those issues have had babies. What do I mean? It has gotten even worse, right? This idea of covering up using substances to cope, it is self-defeating and it will not help you in the long run. And the last lie that I want to highlight, if I get treatment, it's going to be bad for me. Now that doesn't even sound right hearing me say that. But what we tell ourselves is if I get treatment, I'm going to have to go through a process. If I get treatment, that means I have to tell someone. If I get treatment, maybe my job will find out. Listen, if you get treatment, you are taking a step in the right direction. You're taking a step to finally shed this demon of substance abuse. You're taking a step so that you can go forward in your life. I want to encourage you. It is a step worth taking. Let's go back and hear more from Reverend Smith. I just heard you say a little bit ago that you you and one other minister are really running the program now. Are you mentoring any other men to pass the baton to? How is that working? What we did, we increased our board from five to 15 members. Okay. The other 10 members are men that have gone through the program and are successful. Okay. So now they are the ones that's going to take our place. Awesome. Wow. Because they know how, <laughs> how it's run. Mm -hmm. They know everything about the ministry because they have been through it and they've seen everything that's happened over these last 33 years. We got a few of them that were there in 1997 and 98. Okay. So they're a part of our board. All right. So with the men being there for a residential program and you got yourself and another pastor that oversee it, do you bring in other facilitators to do any classes? And then I'm also wondering about your support, like from a health side, do you have any medical professionals that work with you in the program? How? Do, what's your support network like for the men during the 90 days? We have one licensed counselor. Okay. There are no nurses, no anything. If you have certain medical issues, we cannot take you. Okay. We don't dis dispense drugs. Okay. Wow. No kind of drugs to you. <clears throat> You want to detox before you get there. Okay. We used to allow men to detox there, hmm. but it, it, it didn't work. Okay. Now, now, how does that work? When you say detox before you get there, what what does that mean? I mean... We'll ask them to go to Tucker's. Okay. And see if they can get into Tucker's to detox, which usually take five to ten days. And what do they do? They give them... They do, a med uh, they do like, uh, the different drugs. They help you get off the drugs type yeah, thing, and they monitor yeah. you. And okay. they're monitored, right. Ah, so after they've gone through that, then they come to you to sort of, they detox. So it's like, 
you took it away, right. now you're going right. to build them back up and know how to live without the drugs. Right. Okay. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. And that works sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. I got it. Tell me what's the key for when it does work, would you say? I got to go back to the word of God. All right. That's the key. And then what about the men? Because the word is is is, right. is there. Yeah, yeah. So what are some characteristics of your successful men versus the ones who may not be as successful? Faith. Okay. Faith. Okay. In other words, they, they see themselves differently. They believe right. that they can make it. Because if you don't believe it, no matter how much, you know, you pray for them... <laughs> Uh, they, they have to believe. Okay. My favorite scripture is Proverbs third chapter verses five and six. Okay. Trust in the Lord Mind with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him. He'll direct your path. Okay. And you know there are times that the men will will leave the program and they will have challenges in other areas. We are always open for them to come back so we can sit down and talk about the things that they're dealing with because it's nothing new under the sun. Somebody has already dealt with the same thing that they're having a challenge with now Okay. other than drugs. All right. And I love the way that you specialize your program. Like you said, you used to do the detox, but then you found a better way right. for that. Right. So that makes what you do that more, much more successful. Yes. Um, what else do you do? Is there are there any certain things that you do with the family, any outreach or any you know materials you give them to read? Do you do anything with the families, or is it just zeroed in on the men? We used to have meetings every fourth Friday for family members. Okay, they would come back, and we would have a meeting, usually last a couple of hours, and we'd just go over some things with them and share some things with them about the men. You know, when they come back home, don't think that they, they straight, that mm -hmm. they all right, mm -hmm. that they're not gonna have any challenges at all because a lot of times they just messed up so much mm -hmm. with the family members that it's hard to trust them. Yeah. And we tell them, look, trust what they do and not what they say. Yeah, that's a good one. But, that is a very, very good one. So with that, after they leave the program, um, is there any other support that you do with them or you just move on to the next group or you keep them in the loop? We have, once a week we have classes. Okay. For those that have graduated to come back so we can sit down and talk. All right, awesome. And see where you are, see how, how was your week? What did you do? What did you go in? Mm -hmm. You have any any kind of challenges at all? Mm -hmm. Any good thing happened to you mm -hmm. during so the sort week? Sort of like a support group type right. of thing. It is a support all group. All right. So that's one of the things that makes you successful. Now I know my team is is telling me, unfortunately, <laughs> that we that we that we are, have uh, eaten up all the time with this good information. But I know you brought this book with us, so I want to give you the final word to close us out. Maybe share with us about your book. And then how people maybe can can get engaged with you. If I keep this little puppy back in quiet. How people can engage with you and support the ministry. So you give us the final word. I'm just thankful that I could come here today and able to just share a little bit about Brothers Keepers. I know I might have been all over the place. But guess what? 
If you really want to find some things out, this is my book that I wrote. I am now an author. Wow. The name of the book is Then There Was One. Our email address is brothers with an S, keep, K-E-E-P, at AOL.com. That's brothers, keep, K-E-E-P, at AOL.com. If you would like to purchase the book, because all of the funds goes back to Brothers Keepers. Send me your mailing address and your telephone number, because we do take cash apps. All right. And I'll call you, and we'll take it from there. All right. Thank you, Kim, for allowing me to do this. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it there, and we will put up the information so everybody can go out and support your ministry, support what you're doing, support them in prayer, support them with finances. And uh, I'm going to get my copy of this book tonight, so I will have it in my collection. Thank you, Reverend Smith. And we'll be hearing, uh, you'll be hearing more from us as we go forward. All right, you all. So that brings us to wrapping up the third part of our series on overcoming substance abuse. And, you know, with our first guest, we did close out in prayer. We didn't capture it on video, but that's okay because we're going to pray with you today. And I want you to be in agreement with us, whether it's for you personally or whether it's for a family member, a friend, a coworker, it doesn't matter. We are going to pray in the name of Jesus and we believe that there will be change. So let's pray. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you knowing that there is no separation of space and time with you. Lord, we're praying and we know that you are hearing this prayer because we're coming to you in the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name. The name of Jesus is above cocaine and alcohol and nicotine and barbiturates and uh, prescription drugs and marijuana and any uh, heroin and any drug that can be named. The name of Jesus is above every name. And so it's in that name that we come, Lord, lifting up our brother and our sister, pleading the blood of Jesus over them. And Lord, we, even as you said in your word, we bind and loose, we bind the spirit of drug addiction. We bind that spirit of substance abuse. We bind that spirit of self-hate, self-loathing. We bind that spirit of dependency. And Father, we loose a spirit of a sound mind. Even if they've never had it before, Lord, today, they have a sound mind. They see things differently. They see how much you love them. They see how gifted they are, how talented they are. No matter how low they may have fallen, Lord, they see. They have a, a, a spirit of hope. Even right now, we loose a spirit of hope on them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And Father, we pray 
that this would be a deep decision that they're making. We pray for them, but we pray with them even now. And I want to encourage you right now to insert your name or to insert your friend, your coworker, your, your loved one's name, that I, and insert your name, am free. I decide to turn away from drugs and to turn to my best life because I cannot live my best life on drugs. I cannot live my best life under the influence. I decide, say your name, I say your name, decide to go forward this day. I am not an addict. I am whole in the name of Jesus from the inside out. And I thank you, Lord. I give you my heart, I give you my decision, and now I give you my hand, and I ask that you hold me, Lord, and that you walk me step by step. No matter how many steps it takes, Lord, I ask that you lead me through to my full deliverance, to my full recovery. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that even as we have prayed that right now you're sending help. Lord, you're surrounding them with your angels. You're surrounding them with safety so that they can safely exit their former lifestyle. We plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. And Lord, I thank you that you're sending people across their path to encourage them. Lord, you're, you're, you're giving them a sound mind so that they make sound decisions. They don't go places where they would be tempted. Lord, that they make up in their minds that they're going to begin to seek you. They're going to begin to pray to you. And that in that seeking you and seeking you in your word, that you will be with them and that you will keep them safe. And you will bring them to the final destination that you have already ordained for them. A place of greatness, Lord. A place of peace. A place of love and provision, Lord. I thank you for meeting their needs. And we declare that it is so. We declare that they are free from the bondage of addiction. From the inside out. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.